Good evening, everybody. It's uh, Dr. Bob with Diestat Florida, and welcome to another track chat. My guest tonight, Coach Dan Deering from Bowl School. Dan wears two hats. He's also the FACA track and field chairman for us in the state of Florida. Tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of things right off the bat. We'll talk about FACA and maybe some hot topics across the state and the bowls, many that will kick off the season tomorrow, especially for the folks up in Jacksonville and, and the bowls and the guests that will be competing tomorrow night. And uh, we'll also take a look at the season ahead for the Bulldogs. So without any further ado, Coach uh, Deering, how are you doing? And thanks for talking to us. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, Dan, you've been in this position now for, for several weeks and probably getting settled in. What are some of the items that maybe FACA wants to maybe take a, take a, you know, a harder look at? What's, what's on the agenda for, for FACA? Well, I'm in the benefit of taking over a very healthy organization and a group of coaches. Uh, Coach Halliday did a fantastic job building this up before me. And so what I want to do is I'm, we have a great resource of intelligent coaches who come to this clinic, and I would like to use them for new coaches also. And so specifically I want to create a line of courses and, and sessions throughout the course of the FHCA clinic that is specifically designed for people who may be new to the sport. It's a good resource for athletic directors to send coaches who – maybe didn't grow up in track and field and are new to coaching it, so they can really learn the fundamentals. And then we would like to have a separate track for people who have been coming for 20 years and are Hall of Fame coaches and want to learn really funny details. Um, and so I like the idea of having both those tracks of maybe an introductory plus and participatory level of courses. And we've already reached out to a number of coaches to try to line up our speakers for the clinic for next year. Uh, one of my goals is going to be to try to line up at least our headliner speakers earlier on um, so that we can advertise our January track clinic during this current track season. Because one of the comments I received from a lot of the coaches at the clinic was a lot of them didn't know about the clinic early enough, and they know a lot of their other coaches in their area didn't know about it. And so we want to try to get it out to them and hopefully be able to put something in the state news packet this year with the dates and a lot of the speakers and agendas and topics that will be covered for next year. And so I'm excited to hopefully line that up early and get the word out early. Well, a hot topic right now across the state seems to be the implementation by the National Federation of High Schools to do away with the jewelry ban across, uh, you know, across several states if they decide to adopt that. Uh, it seems to me that Florida is one state, the FHSAA, is not going along with the recommendation of the NFHS. And just wondering what your take is and what your fellow coaches' thoughts are on that matter. Well, if you, as a as a FACA rep, it's my responsibility to try to represent all the coaches from the state and try to get a, as much of a consensus as I can for what their opinion is. And this was discussed during the clinic this past January. And the general feeling that I heard in the room when it was brought up was that we should be in line with the NFHS, the National Federation, regarding that. Um, and most of the coaches in that room agreed that we could probably fall in line with that and not worry about you know, jewelry. The FHSAA uh, decided that they wanted to keep that ban in place. And, and we're not the only state. I know Georgia has kept that ban also. And so I think it's one of those things that's just going to take time. I think eventually um, we will end up in line with the National Federation. And the National Federation is led by people who really have a good pulse for the sport. Uh, and it took a long time for us to fall in line with the National Federation as far as the, how many events we could do. When I first started coaching in Florida 15 years ago, you could do five events with three running in two fields. And it took a, and the National Federation changed to the four events with no restrictions on it many years ago. And we just came in line with that a couple of years ago. 
And so it's a process. You know, Florida has a great history of, of track and field, and a lot of times we don't like change. And so you know, when the National Federation shows us something that could be an improvement to the sport, sometimes it takes a little longer for us to catch on, but I think we do eventually. Do you think it's uh, strictly a safety issue? I think so. I think that's the FHSAA's opinion on it. Um, I think the National Federation has realized that it's probably not as much of an issue as as you could make it out to be in a lot of theoretical situations. I think the FHSAA's you know, perspective on it is it's, it's half the opinion of, well, we've always had this and we're used to implementing it. The other half is they can imagine scenarios where it's a safety issue. It's similar to something that's been brought up to the FHSA many times in the past about having uniform numbers on the back. Again, all the statewide coaches have said they don't need this anymore, and it's really the FHSAA um, saying, well, we can imagine this scenario where you might need this, and so we're just going to keep it. And so, again, I think those are things that eventually we might have more success um, in getting back in line with the National Federation. But for now, you know, it's, it's the situation as it is, and, and we'll just you know, coach with it as it is. It's the you know, I as part of the responsibilities of the FACA chair, I'll be one of the nine people who sit on the FHSA Track and Field Advisory Committee, and I know that that committee in the past has recommended you know, those changes that we just talked about, and they haven't been accepted yet by the FHSA, but we'll keep trying. Alrighty, on to the Bulls Mini, which is tomorrow. Your girls, Coach Daring, state champions last year by one point over Hallandale. And I've got to tell you, I was down at Hallandale for the all-comers last weekend, and that's a very, very hot subject. Uh, your boys, 12th at state last year. What? And tomorrow we've got the Bulls Mini, which is an opportunity to build on the successes of last year. We've got teams coming in for your meet from Bishop Kenny, Episcopal, Flagler Palm Coast, Oak Hall, and yourself. So a five-team mini-meet ready to go, kind of kick off the season. What do you really want to do out on the track tomorrow, which is probably uh, the bigger picture is how you're approaching the season? Well, I take a different mindset than a lot of coaches do uh, regarding regular season meets and that they're really not, as a team, they're not a huge point of emphasis for us. We don't try to win a lot of regular season meets. Everything that we do tomorrow is done for a training reason for the purpose of us trying to run fast in April when our important meets are. Um, and so tomorrow is just the first step of many in getting these kids ready. Um, and so we'll have a lot of kids who maybe do more events than normal because we're treating it like an intense practice, or we might have some other kids who are doing off events. Um, you know, it's, it depends on where they are in their training. We've had a really good preseason of training. I'm very happy with where we are from a fitness standpoint. We have had a handful of pickups from a health standpoint. And so this is the time of year that if there's a little bit of prevention that we can do to create a cure, you know, we do that. And so we'll rest a lot of kids tomorrow if they haven't you know, felt perfect. Um, we're also, uh, fortunately, you know, we have a good uh, sports program in all the different sports. And our girls soccer team just won the state championship last week. And so and we have a lot of girls from the soccer program who help us in track, um, some of our good sprinters, hurdlers, jumpers. And so they're not quite ready to compete yet. We won't really have them in the fold tomorrow. Um, and we've had a couple other injury issues. Our, we have a, a boy who is a defending state champion in the discus from two years ago who's had to get shoulder surgery from football. And he'll hopefully be back eventually, but he's not quite ready to go. And so it's um, we're just – everyone has different goals for tomorrow. Um, specifically, you know, my kids that have been healthy through the preseason, 
we've got specific things we're trying to work on. And for other kids, it's just training. And so from a team perspective, we don't worry too much about regular season meets. But I'm excited to see them on the track. It's, it's A lot of these kids have been working really hard since last May, and I'm excited to you know, have them, give them a chance to go out and, and see where they are from a fitness standpoint. Well, your girls, state cross-country champions once again under uh, Coach Ryan. Can we expect to see some pretty good uh, distance competition tomorrow, especially from the Bulls girls? Maybe uh, Caitlin Collier taking to the track and Mackenzie Wilson possibly and Allie and Rachel and all those folks? Yeah, well, you'll see a good mile tomorrow. Um, you know, Caitlin's one of the ones who's been a little bit banged up. We actually had her off the ground completely for about a month. Um, and so she's not really ready to run. She's a defending state champion. She ran 213 last year as an eighth grader in 800. Uh, she's not quite ready for that yet. So tomorrow it's just going to be kind of a fun day for her. We're going to let her run the 200. And she's, she's run mid-26s in the 200. She's going to run the 200 tomorrow and uh, run the leadoff leg on one of my four by fours. That's all she's going to do. We're not going to put her in the eight or the mile yet. Um, and most of the other girls, most of our good distance girls will all be in the mile. Um, and so most of Katrine's varsity cross-country girls, other than Caitlin, will be in that mile tomorrow. I think Morgan Lucy from Episcopal, who's also a very good runner, I think she finished third in the state last year in the two-mile. Um, I think she'll be in that mile. And Edward McTurrius' group from O'Call always has really good middle distance and distance runners. And so I'm not sure who he's going to have in there, but he's got some girls that can run really well also. So that mile should be a lot of fun. It's a mini-meet, and I call it a mini-meet because we don't do it for the events. So there's not an open 400, there's not a 300 hurdles, there's not a two-mile. And so you'll see a lot of uh, kind of consolidation into the, the miles tomorrow, I think. It's going to be a pretty exciting race, I think. Well, your girls, uh, probably the favorites going in with possibly O'Call, the, uh, the second favorite. Let's talk about the boys a little bit. Uh, FPC's coming over. Uh, they're heavily favored to win the mini-meet tomorrow. And uh, BK and Bowles and yourself uh, will be giving them some competition. Your boys, 12th last year. What do you want to improve on this year? Well, you know, I'm really excited for our boys this year. I, you know, the first day of mandatory practice, you know, maybe a month ago, I looked out to see what we had on the track, and I was really excited. I'm, I'm very encouraged. Our numbers are up. We probably have close to 60 boys up this year. We only had uh, mid-40s last year. And that comes from the football coach really encouraging as many of the football players as possible to come back out. And so we have a lot of new faces on the team. We're bringing back a lot of good quality points. We're bringing back, you know, 165-foot discus thrower, 140-foot discus thrower. We're bringing back a 13-foot vault. We're bringing back a handful of really good jumpers. And then you add on to that that we've got – and we also bring back um, a good 400 runner and a good hurdler, and then we're adding a lot of depth to that. And so I'm not sure how great we're going to be at the top other than just a few events, but I really like the depth. I mean, I think we're a good district kind of team. I think we could be in the top 10 of the state league. And if things fall our way, I mean, we could, we could sneak in the top three or four just depending on how some of the field events go. But Flagler's, Flagler's solid. Flagler's got six really good sprinters. Um, and so we're kind of benefiting tomorrow by the fact that there's not a 4 by one there's not an open 400. So it'll keep us within a little closer to Flagler. But Coach Halliday down there has just done a fantastic job. And they're pretty solid top to bottom. Um, the field events tomorrow I think are going to be a little bit weaker than normal, other than the boys' ball. Boys' pole vault is going to be exciting because you have David Bell in there for Bishop Kenny, who's already jumped 16-2 this year, which is one of the top ten marks in the history of the state of Florida. Um, we've got a boy in there at 13 feet. Flagler's got a boy in there at 14 feet. There's another kid at 12, another kid at 12.6. And so the boys' bull vault should be pretty fun to watch. And hopefully, I took a, a look at the uh, Weather Channel a little while ago. It looks like it's going to be good weather this year. Yes, last year was miserable. 
last year it was something it was in the 40s and it was windy and I think it might have even been raining and it just was not any it was not any fun. I think at some point the, the 800 might even get rained out. We had to pull everybody off the track. And so this year it's going to be 70 and sunny. And so no excuses not you know, for these kids not to go out there and you know give their best and have a good day. Well, we wish you the best of luck with the mini meet tomorrow and the rest of the season for the Bulldogs. And thanks for talking to us and uh, sharing some perspective on your duties as a uh, FACA chairman and, and the Bulldogs going forward. Everybody will be able to follow along. We'll be following along most definitely at Diestat Florida. As soon as we get some results from the meet tomorrow, we'll be parsing them into the TFX database and updating the performances. And thanks again, Dan. Really appreciate it. And great talking to you. Look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Take care.